Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Streaming is undeniably on the rise, and more audiences than ever are flocking to free, ad-supported streaming services like Tubi. Tubi is Fox's breakthrough streaming platform, offering advertisers flexibility and ease to reach massive, incremental audiences everywhere. Tubi is where best-in-class entertainment meets best-in-class streaming, with more than 23,000 titles and 70,000-plus hours of shows, movies, live news, and breakthrough entertainment across the Fox portfolio and beyond. Tubi gives advertisers the power to reach the incremental audiences you need, the power to sponsor brand-safe content, and the power to access the best ad experience with the lowest ad loads in streaming. Find out about Tubi at foxadsolutions.com. Welcome to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. I'm Ko Im, community editor at Adweek, David Greiner. Could not be with us today, but we do have Lisa Lacey joining us for this very first episode of November. Hi, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Lisa, you cover um, really the the big box retailers, the, the big name companies, um, but first of all, Tell us about, you know, how how you've been this year, um, especially, you know, after summer this this fall. Um, well, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a, a wild year, as as we all know, um, with school. Uh, my son, I have a seven year old. He's he's back in school now. Um, the, he is doing the, the blended learning. So he's back in a classroom one or two days a week, which kind of takes a little pressure off, but it's still, uh, an awful lot to, to balance doing his schoolwork at home and my work and then everything else, uh, that needs to happen. But, uh, we're, we're, we're chugging along. Yeah. It's definitely, um, hard and still uncertain and some, you know, workplaces are kind of going back to a hybrid potential themselves but um regardless the the companies um are evolving their ways as well we've seen some sectors of retail especially e-commerce bounce back so um why don't we you know as we look ahead to the holidays you know check in on the the companies that you write about um who who has been in the headlines the most for you if you could uh you know 
kind of look back at the the last couple of weeks and looking ahead as well? Well, I mean, I think it's always it's always Amazon and and Walmart, right? Um, so, um, I mean, I, I think that with the delayed Prime Day in October, there was maybe some wishful thinking among retailers, brands, analysts who uh, I think were, were maybe hoping that Prime Day would kick off this super early holiday season. Uh, and then, um, you know, that would kind of be the, the focus for the, for the remainder of the year. Uh, but in, in doing the Prime Day postmortem on October 15th, uh, I think all of the analysts were saying that uh, it just there's a lot of distractions for consumers right now. Uh, the pandemic, the election, economic uncertainty. And so, um, I mean, I, I think I saw some figures that, that Amazon did something like $10 billion over the, the course of the two days. There were, of course, 350 other retailers with sales uh, around the same time period, um, which is obviously nothing to sneeze at. But um, it just didn't feel uh, like there, it felt a little ho-hum, I think, Prime Day itself um, last year. I know there was the the concert with Taylor Swift and there was uh, the Lady Gaga's makeup line and, and things like that, just like a lot of razzle-dazzle. And, and that was missing this year, which is maybe part of the reason why uh, it also kind of felt a little... Um, I don't want to say let down, but it wasn't like this big, huge, exciting retail moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I think that um, once we have the election, then I think um, then I think that consumers will, will then start turning their attention to uh, to holiday shopping. Yeah. And, and, and yet um, Amazon Prime seems to be doing well. You um, just wrote about how the third quarter um, saw a, a jump. Um, and they're preparing for an unprecedented Q4, you wrote. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, that, that unprecedented Q4 was, was actually from some Adobe data, which came out this week. They, they always do their, their holiday projections, and, and so that came out uh, just a couple of days ago. And um, that too, I mean, I, I think back in September, analysts were saying that, I mean, Black Friday and Cyber Monday would certainly still be moments because, you know, there, there are these known entities, right? Consumers sort of know to look out for these dates, but because of this delayed prime day butting up against that, that, that there would be, um, a drop, uh, on, on black Friday and cyber Monday this year. But then after the fact, after prime day actually happened, uh, then Adobe came out with its numbers and Adobe is, is projecting just a huge black Friday and a huge cyber Monday. Um, they're, uh, they're predicting uh, $10.3 billion on, uh, on Black Friday, which is up nearly 40% year over year, and then uh, $12.7 billion on Cyber Monday, which again is, is up like 35% year over year. So, I mean, those are huge numbers. That $12.7 billion would be the biggest uh, Cyber Monday on record, the biggest day in e-commerce in the U.S. That would, that would be a new record. Um, and so, and, you know, if you think about it, it really, like, it makes sense, right? Because all year long, um, consumers have been shopping online. Like, e-commerce has has gotten this huge shot in the arm this year. And so, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense that that would continue um, going into the holidays. Yeah, um, people are definitely going to be still buying a lot online. But then, you know, as we look ahead to, for example, you know, our colleague Robert Clara wrote about how the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade will be virtual this year. And um, you also wrote about the dilemma of whether or not we have um, a Santa in store, right? Some places are still open and Macy's will 
um, instead have a, a virtual kind of Santa land. So um, will Christmas be jolly uh, for for some of the other stores? Um, well, I mean, it, it sort of remains to be seen, right? And I, I mean, I, I think that the the question about whether to have an in person Santa or not is it just speaks to kind of the the widespread uncertainty right now, and and what retailers are kind of grappling with, and how I mean, I, I think back to uh, you know the back to school season, which for so many years was such a predictable moment for for retailers, and this year it was sort of like when did it when did it start? When did it end? What do you what do you stock? How much of it? Who's shopping for what? Because there are so many different uh, learning environments uh, going on right now. And, and I think that, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're seeing that again, um, a little bit in, in the holiday season. One other interesting, um, development I thought was, was Lowe's They're They're going to be doing, uh, online Christmas tree orders and, and delivery. And, um, I'm, I'm fascinated by this, uh, uh, because I mean, one, if you think about it, um, I mean, a Christmas tree can be pretty big and bulky, right? So, um, so the just kind of the the logistics of, mm-hmm. of trees on trucks and into consumers' houses uh, seems to be challenging. And then also, um, I mean, think about all of these, you know, Christmas movies like, uh, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Christmas Story. Like, they're, you know, a big part of the the storyline is is going out to find the perfect tree, and and then that's, you know, part of the tradition of of celebrating Christmas uh, is you know is getting that perfect tree and then decorating it. And so there is so much sentiment attached to it. Um, I haven't written this story yet, so I'm sort of uh, scooping myself here, but um, I did uh, talk to some analysts about this phenomenon, and, and they were saying that because of the uh, the boost in online grocery this year, so um, I think actually the last time I was on the podcast, uh, David Greiner was saying uh, that he would not buy groceries online because he wanted to pick out his produce, and there are a lot of consumers like that who did not want to do online grocery for that very reason, but Many consumers have now they sort of, you know, had to do it. They didn't have another choice. And then when they got their online grocery orders, it was sort of like, huh, like this isn't so bad. And um, and now they're shopping for groceries more online. So, I mean, this is not to say that that online uh, Christmas tree sales are going to skyrocket this year, but more just that that 2020 kind of made online Christmas trees possible. And uh, I think it'll be very, very interesting to see of how that plays out and uh, whether other retailers also offer something similar. Um, and, and also just, you know, whether, whether customers actually buy their Christmas trees online. Right. And there's so much discussion, you know, even here at Adweek about, and the agencies of like, what is going to be changed um, temporarily and what's going to be different forever. Right. So, you know, it's this kind of um, coexistence of the people who really, might run back to to going to you know Christmas tree farm and then the other people who have adjusted um, more to to picking out their tree but with a bot or something like that. <laughs> I mean Walmart uh, also just recently announced that that they are going to have four new test stores. So these are are real life stores. Uh, there's two in uh, in Arkansas right now. They haven't disclosed where the other two are going to be, but. Um, they want to get in those store environments and test out new technologies, uh, see what works, what doesn't, and what they can scale across their 4,800 U.S. stores. Um, because I, I think because that they're trying to figure out which of these consumer behaviors are going to stick and which aren't and kind of what 
what they need to do to serve customer needs moving forward. And so again, I just it, it think it speaks to just how much uncertainty there is right now, how much change there is right now. And um, you know, I think Lowe's is being really smart by thinking out of the the proverbial box and, and Walmart too, just trying to kind of get ahead of of these trends. Yeah. Um you mentioned Walmart and um there that's part of their um approach to becoming more um, multi-channel and specifically omni-channel. Um, what's going on with, with Walmart with, uh, you know, how they're going to re- reframe the checkout experience and, um, you know, keep thinking about uh, delivery in a different way? Um, well, I think, I mean, Walmart's big advantage over, say, Amazon is it's physical footprint, those those nearly 4,800 U.S. stores. And so um, if it can turn those stores into uh, also like online fulfillment centers, uh, I mean, there's this crazy stat they throw out all the time. I think it's 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart. So that's a heck of a lot of people. Um, so if they can then, um, you know, turn each of those locations <laughs> into a fulfillment center where, um, you know, they can ship out orders or customers can come in um, and, and pick up their online orders from those stores, um, that's, a, that's a pretty powerful uh, competitive advantage that, that, that they might have against uh, Amazon. And it would certainly keep them viable against Amazon. So I think that, that is, that's why um, they're, looking, they're looking to do this. And, uh, and I mean, we hear about Omnichannel all the time, right? So they're, uh, that's it's, uh, where retail is, is headed. And, uh, and they, uh, they're certainly making big strides to, 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 to do it. Yeah. And they're also, you know, you know, if we look at Walmart kind of as a representative for what's happening um, and the consumer appetite across the U.S., um, you know, one of the things you mentioned or reported was um, not only did they stop selling um, e-cigarettes, but um, Walmart is also selling um, fewer firearms or taking firearms off the shelves in certain stores. Um what does what does that really indicate with um, the way that you know companies like Walmart are are thinking about um, consumer demands um, in a in a different way? Um, well, that that's just kind of like a like a reactive uh, measure. There, there's been uh, some protests in the wake of another police shooting this week, and so they, they've done this a, a couple of times when they just they're still selling. I mean, they, they have scaled back on the types of guns and uh, and ammunition that they sell, um, trying to focus more on like hunters and and sports shooters. That was uh, that was a move that they did about a, a year ago. So now uh, they, they they only sell guns and, and ammo in uh, half of their 4,800 U.S. stores, but just uh, so taking those products off of the store shelves uh, so they're not like out in the open, um, just I think uh, just to, to in case anything happens uh, during one of these protests, uh, they don't want um, they don't want anything bad to happen. So they're just kind of a, a temporary move. Yeah. Um, so it might not have been what you have covered, but um, what's something interesting that you think uh, that a brand is doing, you know, for the holidays? Um, you know, you mentioned National Lampoon and, you know, Sam's Club created this like VR activation where they filled a digital house with 
you know, items that you could purchase? Like what's, um, what are some inventions or inventive ways that kind of have stood out to you um, as, as we look ahead to the holidays? Uh, well, I mean, I think we're seeing a lot of re- or a number of, of retailers do some interesting things around Halloween. I mean, I mean again, I, I think Lowe's and, and Walmart with those drive-through or parking lot trick-or-treat experiences, I, I think that that's a smart way to uh, help consumers preserve tradition, but but in a safe way. Um, you know, we, we've already talked about the the Santas. I'm so I. Um, I don't honestly know if I would feel comfortable taking my son to to see an in-person Santa this year, but I, I think I think it's very interesting uh, how Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops are trying to do it. They have like a plexiglass shield between uh, the the kids and uh, and Santa himself. They're calling it Santa's Magic Shield, and then the uh, the elves are now part of Santa's sanitation squad. So they. Um, you know, or, or making sure that everything is sanitized in between uh, each visitor. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I suspect that as uh, as the December holidays get closer, that, that we'll start to see more activations along those lines. Um, in terms of uh, brands kind of reacting to the moment more broadly, I mean, I guess kind of tangential to the holidays, but it has applica- applicability beyond that. Um, I thought the Play-Doh for adults was was very interesting. I mean, coming out now, obviously hoping to be sort of like a, a stocking stuffer, that kind of a thing. But, um, you know, if you think about it, Play-Doh, very, you know, it's a it's tactile, it's a sensory experience. Um, I know they're scented. Uh, and, you know, the second mention of, of Robert Clara, but, you know, he did a story about Play-Doh, of course, a couple of years ago for their 60th anniversary and and talked to, to one of the head honchos at Hasbro who said that um, that the, the adults who work at Hasbro mm-hmm. uh, during their meetings, that they have cans of Play-Doh and will sort of, you know, squish it in their hands while they're, um, you know, trying to, to come up with ideas and things like that. And so I think that that's, that's a product that really kind of speaks to, to the moment and is is a sign of the times, uh, just as, you know, something for adults to, um, help them kind of, uh, deal with, uh, with everything that's been going on this year. Yeah, for sure. It's like a, a moldable stress ball that is colorful. And like you said, smells. So I would definitely welcome that as a stocking stuffer. Um, is there anything, you know, that you personally might be, kind of putting on your your holiday list i mean obviously you have a list um as a as a parent but um you know anything you're kind of looking forward to um for the rest of the year um i mean it's i mean it's the holiday season right so that's uh that it's always or you know a, a happy time of year a good way to kind of cap off uh what has been uh such a challenging year i mean i i, I love getting the tree and, and decorating it and cooking and, and all those things um, I, my son unfortunately wants these gigantic Lego sets. He's he's really into uh, the Lego Harry Potter sets, and they're uh, incredibly expensive. So um, I, I will I will be spending some time looking for deals on uh, on these gigantic Lego Harry Potter sets as well. Yes. Well, um, I hope you find those deals um, because we all deserve a little bit more joy. And um, Lisa Lacey, our senior reporter at Adwe, thank you so much for spending some time with us um, on this busy day and this busy and weird uh, year. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And uh, David Griner will be back next week. This episode was produced by yours truly with music by home and edited by Lane McGivney. 
Please kindly leave us a review and feel free to subscribe. We will see you next week. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.